Hello, everyone, and welcome to the October Game On Girl Live Hangout. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, I am, as always, <laughs> your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host for uh, pretty much every creative endeavor in my life, Rhonda. <laughs> Say hi, Rhonda. <laughs> Uh, we've got Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> Timing is everything. We've got Isabella, our fearless intern here today. Hi. <laughs> we've got writers from the site, Mark and Jerry. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and other contributors for Game On Girl, Sean and Ryan. Hello. Hello. So, we've got a huge crew together today, and it is end of October, which means cooler, finally, temperatures for some of us in our more, uh, the warmer places of the world that we might live just turned cold where I am. Uh, leaves are starting to turn, and one of our favorite holidays is approaching. Halloween! Halloween! Yes. So for the October hangout, we decided to do the theme of zombies. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about movies and games, comic books, regular books, all kinds of different things. So thank you for joining us. Uh, let's start our discussion with, um, you know, pretty much everybody's go-to, at least I think, for zombie, the zombie genres. Let's talk about movies. Who wants to start with their favorite zombie movie? I'll go. All right, you go, Mark. Um, my favorite is uh, Shaun of the Dead um, because I think it's a, a zombie movie with a heart and a sense of humor, and it's awesome. So cool. it's got laughs, it's got uh, sentimental moments, and it's got some some scares, and it's good times, good quotes, good dialogue, good script. There's there's really nothing bad about that movie in my opinion, and my and my runner up would be the original Night of the Living Dead. Uh, that's my favorite. So. I'm going to pick one that's going to be my favorite. And, and why is it your favorite? Tell us. Uh, it pretty was, pretty much was my introduction to the zombie genre in general. Um, I love that um, it looks like an older movie than it is. I love the black and white. Um, and there's just something... I don't know, a little bit more grounded about it. I think because the zombies don't play such a big role in it, like the gore. Mm -hmm. It's way more about the drama between the people in the house and the survival and all that kind of stuff. So I, I tend to like zombie things that end up focusing on the living rather than the dead and don't kind of overdo the, um, yeah, the dead people pretty much. <laughs> did you ever see the colorized version of that? I did. Yeah. The black and white one's scarier, isn't it? Oh, what do you think? it is. It's terrifying. Like, there's something about black and white movies that just make, makes them scarier. And, you know, I still, to this day, quote um, the original Night of the Living Dead. The, They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming for you, Barbara. Hmm. I still say that, even though I know no one named Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> it still works in the right situations. It is, yes. But, you know, half the time, the people that I'm quoting it to don't know the reference, which yeah. makes it kind of weird, but, you know... That's all really bad for your first friend Barbara that you're gonna have because you're gonna. Yeah. Be <laughs> what is wrong with this person? 
But yeah, I think the terror, I mean, one of my favorite moments in that, um, which we're going to get to zombie moments later in the show, but one of my favorite moments in that is um, when it's Johnny, right? Johnny and Barbara? Yeah, uh, the brother and sister at the beginning. The brother and sister and the, you know, the main characters. Um, when he's he's been turned into a zombie and he's got those gloves on and the glove comes around the door and you know that it's him coming in. Oh, God. Good That's movie cool. making. Mm-hmm. Good movie making. Yep, good. All right, what about you, Rhonda? What do you have for your favorite movie? Um, well, despite the um, obvious costume that I've got going on today, <laughs> this is... Got right on. Oh, what, you were wearing a costume? <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to... Uh, I've got to show off. I do have my cricket bat ready to go. Nice. So, um, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead probably was um, the movie that got me started on um, zombie films because I never, I wasn't really into horror films very much um, early earlier in my life, and I've, I've really, I don't know, gotten more demented or jaded, who knows what, and tolerate so much more than I used to. Um, but I think um, if I didn't go with that, I just recently, believe it or not, saw 28 Days Later, which is phenomenal. Um, but I think for today, I'm going to go with Zombieland, um, simply because it is um, it loads of fun. It's a very modernized zombie movie. Um, and also, one of the things I noticed because I've been binging on zombie stuff lately <laughs> <laughs> is it's one of the few films that is uh, for z- about zombies that's shot very crisp and clean with um, a great deal of light and color. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not gritty. It's not dirty. The, the atmosphere is not texturized or anything like that. And... Um, I find that very interesting. It's like everything is out in the light. There's um, uh, the the zombies are are full on, and, and and everything around them is in just Technicolor. So that's part of the reason why I like it. And that's got to be one of the, it has the one of the best intros to uh, a zombie oh movie ever. Oh God, it is it does some of the best use of slow mo. Mm-hmm. And when I um, kick into the Metallica song at the opening, it's just like you're like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> you're ready to go. I mean, yep. you're they're already setting you up, and they're they're like, buckle in. The ride begins. Do not, you know, hold your hands outside of the ride. And mm-hmm. um, and even at the end, I was I was noticing that when they actually get into the theme park, some of the slow mo that's there, it's very nice. Yeah. Who's I'm next? Struggling. I'm struggling to remember if I've seen Zombieland. Who's in it? It's Woody Harrelson. Okay, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone. Yeah, okay. I like it. It's a good one. It is. And they are working on the second one, but gosh, it's been a while. Yeah, I, it has been. Last I checked on it, that was in production limbo. Like, it yeah. was going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I at this point, I'd be surprised. Well, the problem with that is if it's not good, I mean, then, you know, we can thank them for not making it in the first place. I mean, they shouldn't make it, just make it. It should be good. The first one was awesome. Yeah. And originally, the the original cast was all planning to come back, but that was right after the movie. And Mm -hmm. since then, I think that some of the original cast are no longer interested in it since it took so long. What about you, Isabella? 
Um, I actually haven't seen that many uh, zombie movies because I'm not really into horror that much, and a lot of the horror movies like 28 Days Later and things like that are not that much. I'd have to say Shaun of the Dead is probably my favorite because it's funny, and I've seen Zombieland, but um, I only saw Shaun of the Dead recently, actually, within the last year or so. Just because I wanted to finish out the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. <laughs> and did you feel like you had uh, cheated yourself by waiting that long to see it? Yeah. Because I think yeah, it's but... the strongest of the three. Oh, really? Yeah. I I like Pop Fuzz better, actually. Yeah. Pop Fuzz is great. I mean, they're all. I like them all, but I, I think um, I like Shaun of the Dead the best for. It might have just because I watched it. It might have been because I watched it last, and I've seen Hot Fuzz like five times before that. Yeah. All right. What about Ryan or Jerry? You guys got favorite movies? Well, I've got. Um, it was. It's been mentioned a few times, but Twenty Eight Days Later is probably mine. I'm kind of like Isabella. I'm not a huge fan of zombie in ter- zombies in terms of movies because I'm. I guess I'm not like. I like to be in control when I'm watching or involved with horror situations. So I like I like horror games, but I'm not so much into horror, like, watching other people suffer, I guess, is my thing. <laughs> I think 28 Days Later is one that I do like because, A, it's one of my wife's favorite movies, and, B, I think the way that it's shot is so unique and different, at least it was at the time, that it just really caught my attention. So that's that's my reasoning for it. Yeah, I remember yeah. thinking that too. If I can add to that, it's um, 28 Days Later was the movie that made zombies frightening for me again. Um, you know, we'd had a lot of shambling zombie movies prior to that, but to my knowledge, it was really the first mainstream representation of the fast zombie, which, yeah. you know, a lot of people didn't like that, but it really did, for me, make them pretty scary again. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I had the, I had the same reaction to it. At the time it came out, um, I loved the cinematography. I loved the way the story was told. And they did a lot with characterization in not a lot of time. Uh, and I yeah, always yeah. appreciate that. When they can very quickly kind of create characters that you care about and you care what happens to them in a short amount of time. So I think that was really important too. I think we need to put a, a thumbtack in that and come back to uh, a little bit. Characterization? No, a okay. talk talk between uh, slow zombies and fast zombies. Oh, yeah, we can talk about that, too, sure. But, Ryan, what's your favorite zombie movie? Uh, I would say my favorite scary zombie movie is probably 28 Days Later um, because it's so, you know, they're so fast and they're they're coming at you the whole time. Um, But I really like uh, 28 Weeks Later as well, Um, you know, just... Technically, for the fast-paced uh, way that they shoot it, a lot of uh, you know, kind of shaky handheld camera work uh, that they use is really good. But you know, on an entertaining, just pure entertaining zombie movie, it would be a toss-up between Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland. Nice. Cool. Very cool. Very good. All right. Well, let's go from our passive entertainment movies, where, as Jerry said, you're not in control of. Uh, who's doing what to whom. <laughs> and we move into our interactive and one of our favorite genres of games, zombie games. I'll go first again, I guess. Go for it. Nobody's jumping up. Go for it. <laughs> um, 
I think that right now um, I've got my I've got like basically my top three that are kind of classics. Uh, the original Resident Evil, uh, which I'll talk about a little bit more later, um, and uh, uh, the one I've been playing a lot lately, Seven Days to Die. Um, I really like how they're handling that game right now, um, although it's still in early release, so who knows, they could completely, you know, screw the pooch on it later down the road and make it a bad game rather than a good game. It has the potential to be destroyed, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. Um, and so for something that's actually out in the world, in the wild, and is in its finished state, I'd have to go with the uh, uh, Left for Dead games. Um, they are phenomenal, good fun, uh, and I, I have spent... Uh, many hours with at least three of the, or two of the people on this uh, video cast playing it, so good stuff. Yeah, I love I love Left 4 Dead, but we've talked about it many times, or Left 4 Dead 2, actually. I don't know that I've, I played some of the maps in the first one. They're kind of interchangeable now, because you can play the a lot of the same maps between the two. So. Yeah, I think that's why I know them, because I think I, I played them with them playing through Left 4 Dead. Um, but as I have said many times, and I will continue to say, there is nothing more cathartic at the end of a bad day than a game of Left 4 Dead and a chainsaw. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that just solves all your problems. <laughs> Indeed. So, Regina, what's your, what's your favorite? Is it, is it Left 4 Dead? or? No, it's not. No, my favorite zombie game is not. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Plants vs. Zombies. The zombies are coming. Um, this was my Halloween costume a couple of years ago. Um, we actually had an entire Plants vs. Zombie themed um, Halloween party. Uh, so all the food was themed with, you know, Plants vs. Zombies, and we played the music a couple times and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I have to go. My favorite zombies are. You know, the ones who leave nice notes for you that they're coming <laughs> to your house. <laughs> and try and trick you. And try and trick you. And who, you know, you can kill with um, vegetables and peas. Yeah, those, um, are, those are pretty tame zombies. They are pretty tame zombies. And butter, right? Butter kills zombies, too. And, mm, and, uh, and corn niblets. And, and corn niblets and, you know, whatever else. Um, I have played multiple versions. I own um, Plants vs. Zombies on every platform. <laughs> <It's available. laughs> I have played it through on my PC, I think, three times. Um, I don't think I've ever finished it on a, on a touch screen. Um, and I was a little disappointed with some of the changes they made to Plants vs. Zombies 2 when it came out. Um, it started out, you know, you know, reasonably good, and then it became a... Uh, play to win, a pay to win game. So I was really disappointed with how that kind of went with some of the choices that they made. So well, it I never seems like they that. took a lot of the simplicity out of it in the second one. Like they almost made it. There's there was just too much mm -hmm. going on, and it it lost its strategic fun. Yeah, and that you know it it its charm was kind of gone too. Like I, I was really excited about the new uh, venues, like the pirates and the water, and you know, but time travel and then these extra things that you could buy to like blow up the whole screen when you got stuck and stuff and I, yeah I think you're right I think it just kind of got a little convoluted in its gameplay so 
in the effort to make a buck. Like, they didn't make enough money off it the first time. I bought it three times, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my wife still goes back and plays the first one on yeah. a semi-regular basis. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I can see that. That says a lot. It does, yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it has enough engagement that you can, you know, replayability on a game like that. That's where it's at. Yeah. Uh, Regina, thank you for reminding me how addictive and fun that game is. I think you've helped me decide what I'm going to do with the rest of my afternoon. Um, <laughs> but um, I'd like to throw out uh, a, a reference to the, the indie crowd. Um, uh, one of my favorite recent zombie games was The Oregon Trail. Uh, it's oh, available yeah. on Steam. Plays almost exactly like the Oregon Trail, but instead of dying of dysentery or drowning when you try to ford the river, uh, you can be ripped apart by zombies. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> the idea is you get in an old junker car and you have to make your way across uh, to the uh, somewhere further west, starting on the east coast. And of course, you have to make tough decisions. If your friends get bit on the way, you have to put them down and things like that. The graphics are very rudimentary, uh, like the original. Oregon Trail, so you get a sense of nostalgia, but something fresh too, because you're out there hunting for food when you know, zombies are coming to get you. So, awesome! That's, yeah, that's awesome. Cool. That is really cool. That is really cool. A good recommendation. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jerry, what do you have for for favorite zombies? Oh, I, I have a lot. <laughs> I'll try to keep it. I'll keep it short this time. Um, my, out of all of the zombie-themed games, I would say that Resident Evil 4 is my favorite, even though they're not technically zombies in that game. They're ganados that are infected with parasites. But still, they're zombies. They act similarly. They're just a bit smarter. But they still shamble towards you, and occasionally they decide to be fast zombies. But the way that that game just controls is so great. And... Um, you know, I've played a whole bunch of other Resident Evils, and that one's the one I always come back to to just have the most fun. Um, I think I may have mentioned this before somewhere, but that was the game that my then-girlfriend and I played when we were starting to date, and I think it was a really oddly sentimental game for us to get together and, and like discover each other as well as this new world. So that's like my 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 quick choice. But I also oh, love, like love and zombies. That's so sweet. Love and zombies. <laughs> it's a strange combination, but it 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 truly was a bonding exercise for us, and that was great. So zombies bringing the world together one yes. day at a time. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, but I also love Dead Space. The two Dead Space, the first two Dead Space games are really good. Um, I like Silent Hill, at least the ones that Konami did themselves before they farmed it out. Um, I like the first Bioshock an awful lot. There's a kind of zombie-like enemies in that. Um, Castlevania series is one of my favorites, so I could talk for days on video game zombies, but I'll let other people have a turn. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I have to let everybody know John just gave me my first drink. Oh. Ooh. What do you got there? Wait, wait. Uh, let me make sure I get get you on the screen. Right. Oh my God. Yeah, this is um a little brain shot. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. it's not very little. Um, I believe it's uh, raspberry vodka. 
and uh, the Baileys and uh, lime juice. Oh, uh, yeah. You guys go right ahead. <laughs> and by the end of the podcast, Rhonda will be a zombie. <laughs> I think that might be John's aim. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, who haven't we covered about uh, favorite video game? Uh, Isabella, zombies? Ryan? Oh, me. Yeah. Uh, I can go. Um, so. Probably one of the few zombie games that I've played is the Walking Dead series, uh, seasons one and two by Telltale Games. And it's not really a conventional zombie game. <laughs> um, but I like the characterization of all the characters in it. But it's more about the live people, not the dead people so much. And it doesn't you're just kind of along for the ride with those. It's not until probably the very end of season two of the games that you have any real effect on the story, to say. Um, but I really do like the choices that they made in those. And and it still manages to scare me because I'm kind of a wimp. Especially when you get stuck in those... Especially in those moments where you get stuck or you're being attacked and I, of course, die, you know, a couple times before I ever get past those. So those are probably my favorite and anyone who's read my articles on Game on Girl has probably realized that um, because I will, I'm a big proponent of those games and what they try to do. Well, didn't you uh, cosplay a character from that too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I cosplayed as Clementine, the main protagonist in, well, the second season of the game. Uh, at GeekGirlCon Geek last yep. year. Yep. I remember. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> it was really awesome. All right, Ryan, what do you have for favorite zombie game? You know, when... Uh, when you guys first mentioned the subject, I'm like, man, I don't know if I really like any zombie games, and then I was, I pulled up a list of, like, zombie games, like, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> at a moment. But if you, like, kick it all the way back to arcade days, Ghost and Goblins, um, oh, I had yeah. playing that when I was younger, <laughs> and I'd come quarters into that thing, like, mad. I had uh, that on my Wii. Good game. I think they've made, like, two... Two games, Ghost and Goblins and Ghost and Goblins Returns, or two. I can't remember what the sequel was called, uh, but it's very simple side-scroller. Ghouls and Ghosts, that's what it was. Yeah, uh, so Ghost and Goblins, the original, um, uh, Mark said it, what was it, Mark? Resident Evil? There is an Evil, there it is. Um, that one's really good, but I would have to say my, my all-time favorite out of uh, all the ones that I've played is probably The Last of Us just because um, it's such a great story-driven game, and it's uh, just gorgeous uh, the way that they put it. And kind of like what Isabella said, um, it's more about the characters instead of the dead people. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just that you fall in love with the story and the characters in that game. So that would have well, to be I'm playing favorite. it right now, so don't spoil it for me. So in the end, what really happens is... <laughs> so this big surprise comes at this point. <laughs> That's one of the ones that I'm really interested in playing, but sadly it's not available on anything that I own. 
Oh, so I'm just going to have to... Well, it's such a great game, it. it's almost worth buying one of those that you can have. <laughs> I just recently played the, uh, um, the revised, um, or the, the remastered version on PS4, and that comes with a DLC, um, which gives the backstory of the, the young girl in there, and uh, it's just, it's, it's worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, I want to play it too, but I'm not going to go and get a console to play it. <laughs> so I have to wait until they decide to someday put it on a PC if they do it all. Okay, I don't think I mentioned mine. No, I think no, I was just thinking that. You were yeah. too busy drinking. You were too busy drinking. <laughs> yeah. you, got, you got too many brains on the brain, Rhonda. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I really, really, really wanted to like the Resident Evil games, but um, I think they they... In my, the reason I don't think I enjoy them very much is I feel like they took more skill than I had to play them. I, I couldn't get past some of the simplest um, sections. I was just constantly dying. I don't think that uh, it was your skill level. I, I, I think that even being a lifelong gamer, that at least on the first one, the and the second one, the, cons, the, the controls were not exactly that great. Yeah. <laughs> but it was more about the story. Yeah, uh, I I would have I think I would have really enjoyed it. I heard so much about the games and how many how much everybody liked them, and I, I tried, but you know I've got to be able to feel some sort of sense of accomplishment to get move moving on. Um, I agree with everybody else. So Left for Dead Two is just um, therapeutic. It's uh, a wonderful game. You can jump in with anybody. Um, but if I'm going to pick anything different, I really enjoyed playing the um, Undead Nightmare for Red Dead Redemption. Oh, that's a good choice. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah, it was a great game, and um, being able to uh, walk around as a zombie and put on a zombie costume and hmm. kill zombies, that was that was a great, great uh, game. And I don't remember, I haven't looked lately. I thought there was going to be another Red Dead Redemption. I actually was thinking about pulling it out of the box and playing it again. Yeah, Rockstar is being silent on that at the moment. Figures. <laughs> cool. So, so, do we want to uh, approach the fast versus slow right now, or what have we got up next? Um, in our order, we have comics next on our agenda, but we can talk about fast versus slow if we want to before we do that. Yeah, I'll do that, and then I'll head out because i got to leave here shortly. Okay. That sounds like a good ending. A point. good segue. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think, well, I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, I like... I like slow-moving zombies in my games. <laughs> imagine that. I can't imagine why. Um, I tend to be a really bad shot, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. Um, but I love the I love the movies where the zombies move fast. I think that was one of the things I loved the most about 28 Days Later was um, how shocking it was to have gone from you know the zombies that are kind of dragging along to ones that are you know fast and dangerous. So. See, my my thing is, I will uh, quote Simon Pegg on this, uh, death is not an energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of the the scariest aspects of the zombie genre is, well, there's there's two aspects to it. One is, is it's our fear of just being part of a faceless crowd, right? Mm, yeah. And, you know, 
to me, that's more terrifying when it's coming at you inevitably and inexorably slow at you. And, you know, you, you get away today, you get away next week, you get away a month or a year later, but eventually it doesn't matter if everybody's a zombie or most everybody's a zombie, eventually you're going to become a zombie. And I think that's what's terrifying about them. I don't think that you need them running at you like they're on crack to... Um, to make them scary. To make them scary. I think just what they are and what they represent um, by themselves is what's terrifying about them. Hmm. Yeah, zombies are, are extremely difficult. It's surprising how much popularity that they have and how many movies, games, story, um, characters, everything that there are because um, zombies uh, it, are hard to build agency for. Um, you know, they just eat brains, they run around in hordes the majority of the time, they're faceless. So um, you just you have to wonder why is it then that uh, the zombies are so so popular, and I think that's part of the reason why is because it's about the people who are alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How they're dealing with the situation, and um, I think 28 Days Later is one of the best examples of that. Um, I, I frankly don't remember that much about the zombies in 28 Days Later. Um, the, the second half of that film is so powerful. Uh, I, I barely remember the zombies. Yeah, and I think that can be said of really any good piece of zombie film or storytelling or TV show is, it, at the end of the day, it isn't about the zombies themselves. They are just basically a force of nature that is forcing your, your protagonists and your characters to come to grips with all the things that it means to be human and um, how easily you can be pushed out of that. Yeah. That's one of the reasons, Ryan, that I didn't like um, um, The Last of Us is because the zombies were fast. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they were fast, but again, The Last of Us was more about the story, about you know the sense of family, the sense of loss. Yeah. Um, the zombies were kind of a side note to that entire game and the experience of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, oh. the, the fast versus slow thing, I think it really depends on how the director and the team frame them in the overall arc of what they're trying to tell. Like, in, with The Last of Us, I think that having the zombies move around quickly kind of coincides with the soldiers and the normal people that move around much slower. And so, like, you're getting a different dynamic of enemies... And you also have slow zombies in The Last of Us that you're dealing with as well as the really quick ones. Um, so I think it really just depends. Like, a really good example in my mind is, like, the Dead Space games, the first two. The first Dead Space game, the character you played as didn't talk. He was just basically a cipher for the player to experience the atmosphere and the, and the chaos of a ship being taken over by corpses that were essentially being taken over by parasites. So then you have the second game where the protagonist is the same character but suddenly can speak and has a personality, and you're experiencing the horror of everything that he went through before, but now it's like with a fresh set of eyes in a weird way. So 
while the enemies didn't change that much, I think that it really just depends on what they're trying to express through the narrative of using zombies, that it depends on fast and slow for me, if that made any sense. Yeah, yeah, I think that relates back to what Rondo was saying, too, about, um, uh, you know, it's about the characters, it's about um, the stories that are being tell told, and about the agency, like, like what motivation... <laughs> What motivates your zombie? <laughs> you know, you really have to have that as, you know, whatever the driving force is to make those zombies, um, to make the story work, to make it work for the story. Um, I think one of the reasons why we like zombie stories and we like zombie apocalypse stories is it's that equalizer. It's where you have the chance where everybody has the opportunity to be a hero one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and, and to stand out as someone who's either uh, pulling for the team, hence humanity, or pulling for themselves as an individual. And I, I think that those are really interesting uh, tensions that, that the zombies bring out. So, you know, they're the vehicle, they're, as um, uh, Hitchcock would say, they're the MacGuffin. You know? yeah. Yeah. What the story looks to be about, but what the story isn't really about. And that, again, I mean, to me, 28 Days Later, and even Night of the Living Dead, both deal with that very, very well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. The way um, they contradict, um, um, what is his name, Kieran, that wakes up in 28 Days Later, uh, a la Rick Grimes. Yes, exactly. The same way. I, I, that was the first thing I noticed when I watched Walking Dead. I'm like, oh, that was just like 28 days later. Um, he, he, he's not lived through um, the horror and the fear that Selena has lived through. Mm -hmm. And Selena is affected by that, and he is not. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the question becomes toward the end, especially, um, will it affect him? Uh, because Kieran is an extremely optimistic person, uh, very positive, very much a survivalist um, in a different way from Selena, who is like, look, you just survive, you kill, and you move on. Um, and it, just like um, Night of the Living Dead, the way the people just gave up, they went comatose, or they um, fought for themselves, like Regina said, there were a lot of different um, character options in Night of, Night of the Living Dead as how people handled that panicky situation, and you had slow zombies there. Yeah, exactly. Slow zombies who are covered in actual entrails. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a movie. I know, right? <laughs> what a Not, movie. Nothing says production value like actual guts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, a movie we didn't mention, I hate to change the subject dramatically, but nobody, and I'm, I'm meant to bring this up, Dead Snow. Oh, I have yet to see that. Uh, yeah. that's it a, is hilarious. That's <laughs> yeah. I, th I actually think it may be my new favorite zombie movie, and the second one, I, I had it on in the background the other day. I haven't watched it all the way through, but without the sound and without paying attention to it, I looked up... And I was laughing my ass off. That's that's good, you know. But I think they I think they did a great job with Dead Snow. All right. Well, you sold me on. Them. I think we own them because my wife's an even bigger zombie fanatic than I am. Oh, nobody else has seen them. 
I haven't seen them now. I've seen no, the first one. Yeah, that, that, I, it's just really, it's hilarious. It's pretty hilarious. Cool. Sorry, sidetrack. That's all right. <laughs> uh, Jerry, did you want to head out now? Or? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and head out. It's okay. been a pleasure speaking with all of you, and I'll okay. catch up on what the rest of you have to say later on. So right, I'll great. see you around. Thanks. Later on, Jerry. See you, Jerry. Um, Sean, we didn't hear from you about your take on faster, slow zombies. I mean, we I, I get that you liked the fast zombies for the fear factor, but uh, is there more to it than that? Well, I think that's that's the main thing for me. It's what makes the zombies themselves scary. Um, in in a world full of slow zombies, um, you know, you can come up with a way to get by, or like you can. Like we see in The Walking Dead, they rig up tools that allow them to kill from a distance. Um, that's you know, it'd be less predictable with a fast zombie. But if you have a world with slow zombies, typically what's more scary are <clears throat> the other humans yep. that are out there. Uh, in in the world with fast zombies, you have to you have to deal with both. Um, obviously. Um, trying to stay spoiler-free, but 28 days later, the zombies aren't the only thing they have to worry about, um, but they are genuinely frightening. So I'm a big fan of both, and I think that they can be done well either way. I enjoyed both versions of Dawn of the Dead, um, and, you know, that's that's you've got the same story with slow zombies and fast zombies there. Yeah, and I think the, the point that was made earlier about you like what you said, but also what Regina and Rhonda were saying is it depends on how they're used um, in their, and same thing with Jerry actually, how they're used um, you know, regardless of whether they're slow or fast is kind of what really um, makes or breaks them, and um, while I prefer my zombies slow, I can definitely say that, you know, I like 28 Days Later um, the the remake of uh, um, Dawn of the Dead was that, that opening 15 minutes was just brutally intense. <laughs> so um, they, they definitely do have their place. I just prefer them slow myself. Yeah, and they were super fast in World War Z. Yeah, that was a little bit over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it, it, you know, um, it, they were not individualized. They were more like a wave. They're like a colony like of ants. Swarm, yeah. Yeah, and I mean the same effect. I mean they were they were faceless. It was just this. Um, uh, you could see it, and it was just this um, this fluid thing that was growing and crawling, and I think it was a creepy uh, within itself in a different way. Yeah, but I didn't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's from I that description. I think that's a good place to segue to our favorite uh, zombie literature. All right. And mine being World War Z. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and the the book, the the story World War Z or the movie World War Z is literally only part of the book in name only because uh, um, that book is phenomenal. If, mm -hmm. if if you haven't read it, go read it. It, it it that's what made my wife a zombie fan. Um, yeah. I I told her how good it was, and we were coming back from her folks' place. And it's a three-hour drive, and um, I happened to have the book with me, and so I started reading it to her loud in the car. And by the time 
we were home, she couldn't get enough. And then I was like, well, have you ever seen Night of the Living Dead? And showed her Night of the Living Dead, and then she was off to the races. There was no stopping her. <laughs> um, but uh, have you read it, Izzy? Hey, look at this. <laughs> nice. This is also what made me a zombie band because I was before that I was only aware of like you know the Twenty Eight Days Later, mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead type, and this, yeah, this is definitely about the survivors, and it gave me a whole new viewpoint on it. Yeah, and the, and the fact that they're telling it all in past tense as flashbacks uh, mm-hmm. makes it no less terrifying to me, especially the first time you're reading it because. The way he frames it, you know, he kind of gives you the blow by blow as it's building up to the the crisis. But it's from everybody else's perspectives from across the globe, and every time some little thing falls into place, you're like going, "Oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no," <laughs> and then, "Oh crap." <laughs> so yeah, I think it's my favorite piece of zombie literature. I've got books with all sorts of short stories and stuff like that, and there's some you know great ones out there, but I'm. I'm firmly convinced that World War Z is the classic zombie book. Uh, I agree. That was going to be my mention for it as well. <laughs> I, I think it was great. Uh, I think presentation is everything. Um, the past tense, like you said, is just fantastic. And the, the vignettes, as you know, they you could take a few of them out and just read them as short stories, but then you put them all in a book together, and it and it creates this um, fantastic narrative. Yeah, definitely. What about everybody else? It was, it's so good that I mean, um, I, I just, I, it's one of the ones I put in canon. It's just like, it, it, it goes without saying. Um, just the entire way that it was structured and divided up, the multiple voices and everything, like you guys already said. Um, zombie, zombie stories are hard to write. Um, because of the lack of dialogue and the amount of description that you've got to give, and um, it's they, they make so, so much better films. And so zombie books um, can very easily be just bad, mm-hmm. um, yeah. difficult, trudging along. Um, I, I, I went to look up a list of of some so that I could try to read them and and one of them was was too technical uh, some people might like oh gosh I can't remember the name of it oh patient zero um, was very technical as far as weaponry and stuff like that was concerned which I, I wasn't that interested in um, breathers which is actually told from um, first person point of view of the zombie which I think he had a really, really great idea, but the first half of the book was just too long. I was really getting bored. Um, the most creative zombie book, I think, and I'm so glad that, that Sean mentioned um, The Oregon Trail. My favorite zombie book was Donners of the Dead. <laughs> nice. Um, by Karina Hawley. And it took... Uh, obvious, the obvious twist in the um, the Donner Trek and what really happened to them and, and why they were eating each other. And I thought that was very creative. It was very That's well done. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, uh, Ryan, what do you have for books, for zombie books, or literature? Uh, yep, I don't have any. <laughs> no, not, e- not even um, not even a 
the one, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the zombies really aren't present. Yeah. <laughs> they show they show up in one of the best prologues ever, and then uh, they pretty much piss off to like <laughs> book seven or something, right? Yeah, well, they've they've embellished quite a bit in the show on the zombies now, so. I have a, like there was a a zombie like Christmas songs book that. Uh, <laughs> One of my daughters had that I thought was pretty entertaining, but I have yet to read World War Z, um, just because I love it when Mark gives me that look every time I say I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it either, so you know. And now you know why I'm not going to read Ready Player One. Oh God, but it's so good. (laughs) I'm holding off. I'll read. See, it looks like everybody else on the panel is with me on that one, so. I don't care. Everyone's on with me on World War Z, so I'm holding (laughs) off until you read. World War Z, and then I will read Ready Player One. Do we have a deal? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, I, I didn't hear anybody mention um, Warm Bodies either as a book or as a movie. Is anybody? I, lo- I like that movie, yeah. Yeah, it was a good movie. Nobody's read the book, though? No. I didn't even realize it was a book. Yeah, it was it was a a book first, so. Cool. The premise just never appealed to me. I don't think. Yeah, I was never really too excited about it, but uh, my wife seems to like both the book and the movie a lot. Uh, the book, there's the movie I liked. Um, I don't remember if I even started the book, but I was just curious if anybody else had. I thought they did a good job with the film. Yeah, yeah, it was a good good film. Well, I have a controversial literature choice to share. <laughs> no, Regina. Oh no. I have an honorary zombie book, um, The Stupidest Angel by um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you want funny zombies, if you want funny anything, um, is you know Christopher, Christopher Moore, Moore pretty much you know is kick ass. Um, but uh, yeah, The Stupidest Angel is Christmas and zombies. Mm-hmm. How could and, you go wrong? And the right? zombies show up because of the stupidest angel. Yes, they do. <laughs> I had yeah. no idea Christopher Moore did a zombie anything. Yeah, yeah. There are zombies in the stupidest angel, so. Yeah. Okay. So, and since we're coming up on that season, um, it makes a great gift if you know somebody who likes that kind of humor. Yeah. So, but my favorite zombie book is Frankenstein. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no. No. Oh, oh, Rhonda has ruled. No. <laughs> no. Well, this is why I'm putting it out there. Right? No, you, yeah, I don't think I classify that. Well, why not? Because you can't uh, mix your uh, monster zombies, uh, your monster uh, genres. Yeah. He is animated dead flesh. Yes, but he's a golem. He was actually physically created by a specific person. I don't know if I call him a golem. I don't well, know about that. A construct, a golem. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'm still sticking a, with animated a, dead flesh as zombies. A, I don't know. A flesh golem, if you've played role-playing games or anything like that. I think it I think it disqualifies because um, because it was an assemblage of pieces of dead bodies. Uh-huh. And um, He actually physically you, brought it to life. Yeah, I mean, you assembled the dead pieces. I don't know. Uh, sorry, you just can't mix your monsters. Aren't <laughs> it's 
it's a, we're talking monster genres here. We've we, we we've got to uh, we've got to stick to. <laughs> and they don't eat brains. And I want I'm you to know. Well. I want yeah. you to know, Regina, that um, I'm pretty sure my wife is watching this one right now, and and I, I could just feel from downstairs <laughs> when you said Frankenstein that her hackles went up. I mean, she loves Frankenstein and she loves all her monsters, but she would be like, "No, he is definitely not a zombie." <laughs> yeah, because a dead flesh brought to life that could describe other monsters too, like vampires or. Uh-huh. Or anything oh. else? Oh, I don't know. We're, we got to be careful. We're getting into some very dogmatic discussions about it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Mark. That was part of my <laughs> that was part of my intention with bringing it up, and I'm not even necessarily sure I agree with it, but I wanted to throw it out there as as something to kind of get people. Um, you shitster. Yeah, <laughs> Zombies don't want self-actualization. They don't want um, an identity. They actually um, need to work like Borg. And, yeah, as, and as Frankenstein group, yeah. really wants to, be to know he is a person. He is right. a Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and especially if you look at, if you're talking about the book and you're talking about Frankenstein from you know, not from the, the movies yeah. of the 30s and 40s where, you know, our kind of ideas of Frankenstein come. But if you look at, you know, Mary Shelley's work, it's about the humanization of the monster, not the dehumanization of the monster. And for zombies, I think it's exactly the opposite. They're one of the reasons why we're so drawn to zombies is because they are dehumanized and because you can kill them and they're not people. Which adds a really interesting twist when you think of like Herschel in The Walking Dead and his his need to want to try to like trap and save them because they're still people because he he wasn't able to kind of break that that line between mm. you know who the monsters were and and who they were as living people so um, yeah. yeah that's part of the reason why I threw it out there I really wanted to get everybody's <laughs> good job. Up an interesting uh, question would the Borg in Star Trek zombies? Space zombies, possibly? Um, not, not technically, but from a genre standpoint, they very much feel like zombies. In the way that makes them terrifying, they're kind of terrifying in the same way, that kind of group, like, be a faceless horde yeah. kind of thing, but... No, they're still they, alive, they're not dead. He's right. kind of assimilated into the, the one group. Well, well and that's what happens when you're a zombie, is yeah, you get assimilated say, into you know. the zombies. But there's no redemption for for zombies. There is in Warm Bodies. Okay. The, the one <laughs> there is in Shaun of the Dead. To the rule. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's redemption, but, you know, Ed, <laughs> Ed seems like he's okay at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you saying, Regina? Uh, oh, I was going to say that, um, you know, essentially the, the hive mind is essentially the same basic idea as a zombie, um, having one singular purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, the Borg, that's that's the Borg's strength, is that they have one singular purpose, that they can have everybody work together as a group toward that one singular purpose. So I can very much see parallels in the way the stories are told and the way those characters are written. And and they do bring that sense of terror that, you know, mm. that zombies bring to people. They bring that to the people. You and know, those, 
those are my favorite episodes of Star Trek. Or yeah, mine the, too. The mine too. Ones. I always love them. But I also love when they, when they um they rescue the one Hugh and they Hugh. give him a personality, and then he goes back and he infects the Borg the Borg with individuality. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's some um, pretty creative uh, storytelling mm -hmm. and and how that. You know, having an individual or having an individual mind is what brings the hive down. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It is a good point, Ryan. I, I agree with you. They could be considered space zombies, but technically they are all living. And they're cyborgs, technically. So. Yeah. <laughs> it is the same feel. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disagree on that. So, what's our next uh, our next zombie topic? Well, we've got comics, but I think that just simply means The Walking Dead. <laughs> not, not true, not true. That's there's zombies. There's Marvel zombies. Yeah, I had both of those, but <laughs> you had a bad case of those, <laughs> the Marvel zombies. Yeah. And since we're segueing, John brought me another drink. Oh, good. <laughs> well, let's see what the next one is. This one he he, he made up. Ooh. Ooh. This is called the Carol. <laughs> okay, so it's got the the baked cookie, and it's also got multiple layers. It's got the nice sweet cream on top, and like a dive of chocolate in the middle, and in the bottom is the bitter espresso. <laughs> so that is the Carol. The Carol, lovely glass. I know. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Uh, making me wish I was elsewhere. Oh, Carol. <laughs> oh, Carol. <laughs> Wonderful. Good job, honey. <laughs> I think he needs to suggest that to a local restaurant of yours. <laughs> so the Marvel zombies that you mentioned, Mark, are you talking about the recent one? I'm talking about, uh, I, I'm not a huge comic book follower, but basically it was the original five book series that spun off of um, an alternate uh, universe for the Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's basically follows Magneto for the first part of the story where he, he's like one of the last uh, heroes or villains that hasn't been zombified yet and all the other heroes and villains or zombies are trying to get to him because they're hungry. And um, I enjoyed it just for the fact that the terrifying idea of, okay, these, these people that are superheroes, it, the zombie virus affects them, but it doesn't affect them in a way that they uh, um, that they lose themselves. They're still heroes and have their powers and everything, but uh, now they're zombies and they're really hungry. In fact, in the storyline, um, they they eat the entire population of the earth <laughs> until there's nothing <laughs> left but heroes and villains. So it's it's silly, but it's it's I thought it was fun and it was different than The Walking Dead, so. Well, I think that for um, the the recent Marvel series, they're doing what is is it uh, Battlefield Earth? They've uh, rebooted a Marvel versus Zombies series, and yeah. I got the first three, and it's not a bad story. It's it's definitely beautifully drawn. The color and everything is really great. 
But when I asked the guy at the comic book store, it's like, hey, we're going to do um, a zombie theme thing. What are what comic books do you recommend? And hey, he was stumped. <laughs> the just Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead, iZombie, and um, that was it. And I happened to find Marvel versus Zombies on the shelf. Um, we've got one copy of Robots versus Zombies, which I didn't get into much, but. Um, uh, oh, uh, the other one I bought was um, Afterlife with Archie. That's pretty good. With Archie and Veronica and that? Yes. That okay. <laughs> yes, it's actually pretty good. Um, better than Marvel vs. Zombies uh, by a little bit. Hmm. It's, it's the same kind of thing with knowing, you know your characters and seeing them as zombies. Mm -hmm. um, that's That's... I think the intriguing part of that. I got that in in um, off the Kindle for the Kindle, so it was pretty inexpensive. If anybody wants to give it a shot, try Afterlife with uh, Archie. Cool. Cool. Anybody else have a comic discussion? I, I kind of feel like we treaded into some shallow waters there. <laughs> well, it's hard to discuss. How many? How many have read the Walking Dead comic? I gave it a shot for a while, but I had to give up on it because it got... Seeing as how violent the TV show is, the comic books were a little bit too much for me, and I had to give them up. Um, just because of some of the places that they went with the storylines, it just... It, yeah. It's rough. Yeah, it's really rough, and I, I couldn't handle it. So I just yeah. thought I'd just consume the TV show, and that's... Yeah, I pretty much did the same thing. I started, you know, the first set of books after I had watched maybe the first season or the first half of the second season. I was somewhere in the second season when I started it, and I had that same experience I had with Game of Thrones where I couldn't keep which stories were what right, <laughs> and it was hurting my head too much to try. <laughs> so I was like, forget it, I'm just going to stick with the show. It's funny how our brains can trick us like that. I've, I've had moments where uh, a scene from Game of Thrones, for example, since you brought that up, uh, is in the book only and not in the show, but it's almost like I'm remembering the actors mm -hmm. performing that scene, and that has happened to me with some of the stuff that's been going on in The Walking Dead. I've, I'm about five episodes into season four. I just started binge-watching it like crazy, but... I, I keep mixing up characters because there are characters in the show that are um, either completely made up that were never in the comics or are sort of an amalgamation of a couple different characters. Right. Um, the, the Dale and Herschel story arcs, I, I believe they've taken some of Dale from the comic and we've woven that in with Herschel's character, if I'm remembering correctly. But I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I only yeah. ever read the the... <clears throat> first uh, graphic novel of uh, the Walking Dead series, and I actually only read it because I bought it for the wife as a um, present. So um, I've never really been interested in the comics so much um, because I pretty much started with the TV show. So Yeah, yeah, I can see how that would work too. I think we should talk about the TV show now since we're kind of... All I think we segued nicely into TV. Can we uh, start with uh, Fear the Walking Dead? Go for it. <laughs> I've seen it. All right. So, uh, um, I know Mark I have, has some things to say about this. So, 
I'm going to start with a quote by uh, a friend of mine named Edward. He's actually a friend of a, a few of ours here. Um, and his uh, text to me was, if The Walking Dead is crack for fans, fear of is the chewable baby aspirin of shows. So lame. <laughs> oh. Wow. And burn. I have, uh, I have burn. To, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have to agree with them. Um, they put on the slowest burn for six episodes that I've ever seen in my life. Um, and as far as I was concerned, it was crap, and they did it because they knew they could get away with it because they had the Walking Dead stamp in the title. Um, the hour and a half uh, uh, pilot was basically, actually, the hour and a half pilot, and then the following four episodes, they're really like trying to get you to understand these characters. Well, I pretty much understood all these characters within the first ten minutes. <laughs> And we could have gone straight to the end episode. And it got better with the end episode of the season, but I'm really kind of irate about the the fact that they felt that they could do that because, well, it's The Walking Dead, and they'll, you know, eat it with a spoon and love it. <laughs> and I know uh, Isabella wasn't too impressed. I watched the first two episodes, and it was such... Yeah, like you said, it was like the slowest burn ever that never actually led to much, and I had to give it up after two episodes. I have no desire to, like, actually go back and watch the rest of it. I just, I didn't even like anyone. So many, yeah. of, so many of the characters seem so incompetent, but I'm just and, and not only that, annoyed. But, like, really one-dimensional, like... The, the one son who's the junkie. I kept expecting him to... Yeah. I felt like there was going to be more there other than the facade of, I'm a junkie, that's all I am nope. is a junkie. That, nope. that's all it seems to be. Yep. And everybody else has their stamp of what they are as far as a character goes, and they do not go out of that line whatsoever. There's only one real interesting character, and that's the... Um, I can't remember the name of the actor. He's a Panamanian actor, and he's playing an El Salvadoran guy. Uh, um in the show, I, I, he was like the one character I liked. So are you going to give it another chance if uh, season two rolls around? Uh, season two and I believe three are already confirmed. Um, oh, I will, really? I will, yeah. Oh, well, when they started the show, uh, they were greenlit for two seasons to start with. Um, so I think I will give the... Uh, next season, an episode or two, but if they kind of roll right back into the same crap right away, I'm going to turn my back on it. It's, we have The Walking oh. Dead, and if you've seen the first couple of episodes of this season, it's like night and day. It's like, holy crap. <laughs> it, that just shows you how well off they're doing. If they can do two seasons of something nobody cares about, Mm -hmm. When most most network TV shows, even cable shows, they'll, they'll cancel a show after two or three episodes. It's like it, it's costing us too much money. We'll do something else. Yeah. Wow. Right? Did you watch all of the um, Fear of stuff? Uh, I have not seen the last, the final two episodes of this season. Uh, just we're busy and DVR'd it, and just have yet to watch it because The Walking Dead started and. <laughs> um, and wow! <laughs> at that point in time, you oh know, mix those up, you know, as far as like watching. So I'll eventually watch the last two. Um, I didn't think it was as harsh as you guys 
You know, it was it was interesting to see how the zombies kind of came into play. Um, I really liked the the episode where the military came in and kind of took over that neighborhood. I mean, I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, story arc because you don't get to see any of that in The Walking Dead, um, and very rarely in zombie films you get to see like the the takeover. I mean, in Shaun of the Dead you got to see it, uh, but that was more of a comical sense. Um, so it's it's interesting just on how it you know kind of develops in a suburban neighborhood, and people are just as dumb as you figure they would be in that situation because the you know they don't believe it. So, yeah. which brings me to a, another point. Um, sorry to step on on what you were saying there. <laughs> you you go ahead go ahead finish what you're going to say. I I I want to bring that up. I, I'm done. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another thing that's drive, driving me nuts about uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, and the producers are all saying, well, you know, The Walking Dead happens in a universe where there's no zombies. And, and in my head, I'm saying, yes, because we've had zombies in our, um, you know, group mentality as a, as a species for at least a couple of hundred years. You know, it's in, it's in the the collective culture of our species. You know, everybody has, like, some sort of zombie tale or zombie myth or something like that. So to say Wait a minute. That You're saying that the producers are saying this is taking place in a universe where the concept of zombies is completely unknown? Yeah. yeah. That's why they don't call them zombies. Yeah. Everyone no, has their own name ridiculous. for them. Yeah, I thought so, too. And so when you're watching this stuff, you know, they're saying, well, you can't watch it as a person who's, you know, seen zombie movies and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't buy a universe where these people have not seen a Romero film. I'm sorry, it just isn't <laughs> happening for me, you know. And watching the way they're they're handling it in those first, you know, that first season of Fear the Walking Dead just makes me shake my head. It's like, you know, if you shoot it once, it gets up. You shoot it twice, it gets up. And the third time you shoot it in the head and it falls. And before you got there, it was eating somebody and it seems to be dead. Hey, it's a zombie, everybody. <laughs> and well, I don't here's care. the question, though. In The Walking Dead, do they reference back to their past of where they, you know, were talking about zombies? Because, you know, it may be that they're carrying on, you know, the same story arc from The Walking Dead. They want to make sure that, you know, it's somewhat the same. I, I can't think of anything in The Walking Dead where they've actually referenced back to their, you know, zombie stories or zombie games or anything like that. Right, and they haven't. They haven't. They've been consistent with that. Yeah, and you're right, Ryan. They have. I'm just saying, as an intelligent human being and knowing, you know, our species and our culture, you know, as much or as well as I can, I just don't buy the fact that there's no such thing as zombies. Nobody ever came up with that concept before it actually happened. I, but I've got a question though. Like, why? Why is that important to the way to the storytelling? Because to me, it's insulting. I, I hate the watching characters. Yeah, I, well, I'm as as an audience member, it's insulting to me. I don't know about the whole audience, mm -hmm. but when I'm watching somebody who's like, you know, seeing this stuff go on, you know, in my head I'm going, well, why isn't why isn't that person going? Okay, this guy's a zombie. <laughs> I'm going to shoot him in the head and I'm going to run away. And mm -hmm. I can't take that out of my head. As much as I try to suspend disbelief on that level, it doesn't bother me so much in The Walking Dead because I don't have to see anybody playing that game, really. 
I mean, Herschel did to a certain degree, but I, I felt more like that was he couldn't let go of his humanity enough to say that these people are no longer people. Right. That's that's always how I read that, too. Not that, you know, they weren't zombies or whatever. I mean, I, I always thought, I love the the that the different groups have different names for the walkers. Mm. Um, I just always thought that that was survival instinct, not so much that they didn't have zombies or they didn't, like, mm. I don't know, you know. Zombies are fictional, right? So right. even if in a world where they had fictional zombies, if you did actually have one shambling down the street at you, I can see calling them walkers. I'm trying to think of what are some of the other names were that people called them. Biters. Biters, yeah, yeah, things like that. Like, I can see coming up with those names because mm. they're, they're suddenly something real as opposed to something, you know, Right, it's fictional. denial. And you, right. see that, and you see that in Shaun of the Walking Dead where, you know, what, beside the zombies over there? Don't say that! Right, yeah. Did you just call it Shaun of the Walking Dead? He did. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was kind of awesome. Somebody needs to write that. <laughs> uh, part of what really annoyed me about that in Fear the Walking Dead was not so much that they, they didn't seem to realize that there were zombies, just like the sheer, like, group denial about what was actually going on. I mean, the world is, like, falling apart in front of everyone, and everyone's just going along, yeah. like, it's fine, well, except, like, that one kid and, like, a few other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't like that either. It, it really kind of pushed the edge of what I could be expected like, to believe. Like, believability, yeah, it just, mm-hmm. it just killed it for me. Well, I think oh, that... I don't know about that. We, we as humans love to deny that something is actually happening. So, I, I think to a certain degree, true. but when it's on your, you know, on the edge of your property at that point, you know, and yeah, like seeing, if you see your neighbor eat someone's face, yeah, <laughs> and news and news blackouts are happening and weird stuff is going on with helicopters and the military rolling into your neighborhood, I think at that point it's a pretty good indication that something's hit the fan. Well, the I mean, that's not normal in your guys' neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> The creators take a chance any any time that they um, set up preconditions for a story. Mm-hmm. They're taking really big chances. And if they're setting up a precondition that, uh, okay, this is a um, human society that has never had the concept of a zombie, to me, you're asking a lot of your audience to meet you where you're starting the story. If you are creating a story out in space with aliens, if you're on another, if you're in a fantasy world, if you're in a Tolkien world or something like that, your audience doesn't have to go so far to accept the idea that, okay, this imaginary race of people have never heard of or seen zombies. Right. You can get on with that because the entire world is imaginary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just asking a lot of the audience to meet the creators at that point. They just they drew the line too far back. Yeah, that's that's going a little distant. And the and the thing is is you know like they said that that's the same it's the same thing for the Walking Dead as is for the Fear the Walking Dead that it's an all in the same universe, but where we come into the story in The Walking Dead, it's not an issue, you know, 
they've yeah, all lived that everyone has kind of accepted that these things exist at this point. Right. Yeah. And so you're not pushed into that corner where you're like, why is this idiot not, you know, ramming something through this, you know, zombie's skull? Because it's it's Bob. It's Bob. No, Bob just ate Susie, and now he's trying to eat you. <laughs> And oh, by the way, you shot a you know twelve gauge through his chest a little bit ago, and he doesn't seem phased. So I think something's going on here. So how many episodes of uh, the new season of The Walking Dead are out? Is it just two? Yeah, it's just two, I think. Okay, so um, we we really should only talk about the first episode and give people. It's only been a week since the second episode. So let's try to avoid too many spoilers if um, from episode two. Okay. Um, all I gotta oh. say, all I gotta say about the new season is, holy crap, zombies! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not up to date, so uh, less spoilers the better for me. <laughs> I'm not oh, you not watched episode one. No, I have. I haven't finished the, the previous season. I'm behind a season, so. That's right. That's right. And where are you at, Sean? I'm about four episodes into season four. Um, they're they're just beyond um, the the flu scare. Oh, okay. A couple episodes oh, from yeah. that, so I've got a lot to go, really. Yeah, you got some yeah. intense stuff coming up. <laughs> yeah. And speaking yeah. of the new season, I, I'm not a cable subscriber. Um, are you aware that it's is it available on any streaming service like Hulu? No, uh, not on Hulu. No, I buy it through Amazon. Okay. Yeah, yeah and that's what Amazon. I do. Yeah, that's what I do instead of paying for cable. Yeah, it's right. good. Um, there's a new service called Sling, mm -hmm. and A and E shows are available on Sling. Oh. I don't have it. It's a streaming service. It's twenty dollars a month. You can watch live TV on it though. Um, streaming, but on your, you know, on your streaming devices as opposed to a cable or antenna or whatnot. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy to binge watch season six uh, in a lot less than a month. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm on um, season five. I think I'm on episode seven or eight of season five. So, yeah, we're a little bit like you, Sean, and we don't, uh, we we tend to binge watch much later on shows because we don't have cable and we stream everything mm -hmm. and so it says it actually says a lot to say that we immediately watch the Walking Dead episode as soon as it's available on Amazon that's that's pretty pretty much a big deal so and it, so far if we can give without giving away spoilers those who have seen the first two episodes what's the general consensus I'm really pleased with it, especially after them throwing up a crappy season of something else with the same name. Yeah. It, I was the basically the 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 main issue that they have in episode one when you see it for the first time. It's like at last I've been wanting to see this for a long time. Interesting. Um, what did you think of it, Ray? Um, it's good. I, you know, I didn't enjoy the first uh, episode as much as you did. Um, but you know, I, I think it picked up where it left off. Um, I think it's uh, been extremely consistent. Um, I really like the characters that they have to play with this season. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good mix, but you know, it's almost seems like it's getting to the point where there's so many characters now that um, you know, if you like a particular character, it seems like they're going to kind of go into the every other episode type mm-hmm. scenario, like they did. Oh, kind of with Game of Thrones. Yeah, where they just have so many storylines that they have to deal with um, that they're kind of swapping episodes, and you know, so if you're a big fan of Rick, then you know, not to not to spoil it too much, but you know, he wasn't in the second episode of the season. Yeah, they'll fix it eventually. They'll get back together and about half of them will die, so it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when we got to the prison and there's a bunch of they added a bunch of people and then suddenly they all go away. Stupidity won out. Yeah. Yeah. Well I was, chaos. I was nervous about this season because last season was so good. Um, you begin to, you especially once you hit seasons five and six, you begin waiting for the decline. Where's the de- decline going to start happening? Where are they going to um, jump the shark? And so I really was not. I was sitting with white knuckles during the first two episodes, and they're on the same wave. They really are. Um, at the end of each episode, every single time, I'm like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, I, I, I don't want it, it's over, and they leave it with a cliffhanger, and you just, you're like, they can't do it that way, and they just suck me right back, and it over and over and over again, and, um, yeah, know. that's the, the blessing and curse of watching everything yes. on Netflix, you know, yep. I'm traveling a lot for work right now, so I have some more free time, but I'm staying up well past when I would normally go to sleep, and then I show up uh, to do some training up in Olympia, and, and I'm, I am a zombie at that point. <laughs> I really stay away because I've been watching the show so much. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Re- Regina, a spoiler, the spoiler I'm going to give you about this season so oh, no. far, it's it's not a bad spoiler. It's, it's not going to tell you anything about the show other than you finally get to see tens of thousands of zombies that they have to deal with. Okay. <laughs> That's the setup. And the yeah. first time you the see the first thing you see them and you're like going, Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh I was actually thinking about that in the season and I don't want to give anything away for the season that I'm in since Sean hasn't seen it, but um there was a scene where they they were pulling up to a road and you could kind of look out over the um horizon. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you see the field, and I was like, now this is what I'm expecting now, because if the number of, you know, live humans is so low, there have to be, you know, huge, huge groups of zombies, huge waves of zombies, right, for um, Plants vs. Zombies, have to be out there somewhere. Yeah. So, so I have been thinking about that as well with, um, you know, the larger cities and sort of where, where the groups of people would have been clustered and where, you know, in the mentality of not being able to move and not having the agency other than, you know, sort of base survival and eating um, would, you know, keep you going, where would they, you know, group and where would they kind of get stuck mm-hmm. and, you know, where would all that be, so. Yeah, yeah and Mark, off. the scene that, that you're talking about, it's extremely logical. I love the way they explain that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it, it it makes a ton of sense. And well, that's the thing, you know, and and you know, I'm with Isabella. I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not into 
scary movies, and I can't watch, like, I can't binge watch The Walking Dead anymore because I don't sleep <laughs> if I watch too many episodes, so I can only watch, like, one at a time usually and try to process what I've seen. Um, so, uh, oh, where was I going with that? Um... Oh man, I the hordes and hordes of zombies. So the hordes and hordes of zombies are something that I think in my mind I've been worried about seeing because I'm worried about when it's going to reach kind of that level of of fear for me watching it and discomfort. Mm. So um, so it'll be interesting to see to see all that come out. Yeah. And you guys shouldn't feel alone in that because my wife loves The Walking Dead, but she has never seen any of the episodes a second time. She will not watch them again. <laughs> That's, I can appreciate that's, that. That's how intense it is for yeah. her. Yeah, she loves the show, um, yeah. but she, she's yeah. She, it's well, so it's, intense and so heavy. She just can't watch exactly. Anything. And I I feel the same way. I haven't rewatched um, I think past season three of um, Game of Thrones. I can't rewatch those episodes either. Um, mm. It's just the violence gets gets so intense and certain storylines get so crazy. I just even the satisfaction I have of certain things that have happened, I just can't <laughs> go back and watch them again. <laughs> so, the images from a few of them are seared on my brain for the rest of my life, so I don't have to worry too much about it. But it has that same like the the, the emotional tension, which speaks to how good the writing is, mm -hmm. um, and how grounded those characters are, and how much I care about them. You know, I really just can't go back and, and put myself through it. Even though I know it's going to happen, I just can't go through the emotional process of it again. So I can, yeah. I can, Heather and I can relate on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, there's just some stuff that's so heavy to take in the first time. Oh, it's yeah. really hard to go back. Yeah, um, I kind of feel that way about uh, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica um, that they did. Oh yeah, I felt that way about that show too. I was watching that. I was watching the reboot of um, BSG when I was writing my dissertation, mm. and it was bad for me because it was stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm so stressed out, and I'm watching TV that makes me stressed out. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, and I was go I was doing that while I was you know going through the breakup of my first marriage. So I was just like, yeah. it's it was heavy on top of heavy, and I I've gotten two episodes, three episodes in to. Season one of BSG, and I'm just like, oh, this is so hard. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And that show stays that way too. Like, there's very little reprieve in it. Yeah. So it's just a, you know, hard after hard. So yeah. How are That's we another... on time? Do we have thirty minutes? Uh, usually we go about an hour and a half, so we have about ten minutes, ten or fifteen minutes. Right oh, now. we've got to do um, either favorite zombies or favorite zombie moments. Yeah. Well, why don't we do a combo? I don't know. Yeah. I think we can do them fast. Okay. My, my favorite uh, zombie is Ed at the end of Shauna the Dead. When he's in the, in the that was mine. Hey, we can share it, man. It's cool. What do you like about it? Talk about it. Tell me. Oh, it's just he still has his friend. Um, and really, if if you look at Ed alive and Ed is a zombie, really it's just a language barrier at that point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much the same role. About the same manner, same smell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite zombie moment is from Resident Evil, the very first one. Um, and I will give you guys a link to throw up on the video after we're done. Um, but there's a... The very first time you see a zombie in Resident Evil, your character walks into a room, they go to a cutscene, and uh, the zombie is knelt down on a floor 
over a body, and you can kind of hear the sounds of him eating the person. Of course, your character doesn't know what's going on, and then the zombie hears you there and then stops and slowly turns its head and looks over its shoulder at you, and then then it's on. You're like, whoa. I remember that moment. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't play that game, but I watched it played, so, uh, yeah, I remember that moment. Yeah, it's very iconic. Mm -hmm. What about Isabella? you, Ryan? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, Regina and I might share a favorite zombie. Um, it's yep. definitely Liv from iZombie. Because oh. how can you be... I am a sucker for a strong, sassy, sarcastic female protag. So... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I have to go with that, too. I love her. Um, I'm not loving the show, um, Are you caught up? I'm one episode behind of what's out right now, so I've seen two of the new season. Okay. Um, but haven't seen the most recent one. But um, but I'm not loving the show overall. Uh, but I love her, and I, I love uh, what was the actress's name again? Is it Rose McIver? McIver, yeah. I love. I she's doing a great job. I mean, she is just an outstanding actress. What she's doing, her character. Characterizations, the fact that she has to take on like different characteristics every episode for the different you know brains that she eats and how it impacts her. She's doing a fantastic job as an actress, um, which is the only thing that's kind of kept me watching it because I'm kind of the story is just not really going the direction that I guess I kind of hoped it would. So. What about it is not doing it for you? It's too monster of the week for me. Like, there's always yeah, a bad guy. kind of like the personality of the week kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and that feels flash in the pan to me. There's not enough depth of the story to it. Um, I feel like, you know, toward the end of... Um, I, I don't watch Bones anymore, but I watch Bones for a very long time. I don't know if they're, like, season 100 now or something. Um, <laughs> like, 11 or 12, I think. I know, it's ridiculous. And I watched until, like, 8 or 9, and I realized in the last uh, season that I watched of that show that I was literally watching for the last three minutes of every episode. <laughs> literally watching for the character development between the characters that I had been watching for so long who literally got, like three minutes at the end of every episode to interact with each other. And I was no longer interested in the dead, gory bodies and the bones and the mysteries being solved. I was done with that. And I'm, I feel that way about iZombie. There's always some external mystery going on that's secondary to the story arc. And I'm watching for the five minutes of the show that talk about the arc. So that's always hard for me when that's the case. What about you, Sean? Um, I, I had to do a little searching because I wasn't sure what he was called, but uh, my favorite zombie is actually um, the zombie in the barrel in Return of the Living Dead down in the basement. Uh, I think in the wiki community he's called the Tar Man Zombie, but he's this, the, the actor playing him has this great lumbering walk, and even without the goo that they put all over his body, he just looks slimy. And the animatronic face that they have with the these big googly eyes and this huge jaw. It's its its pretty neat to watch. I mean, if nothing else, you can see that scene on YouTube. Um, favorite Which zombie, film is it from? Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, so the sequel to Night of the Living uh, Dead. I, you know, I, I don't actually no. think they're related. I don't think it's a Romero really? film. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the Re the Return of the Living Dead. I think there's Return of the Living Dead one and two at least. I don't know if there's mm -hmm. a third one or not. I think there's five now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> They're more kind of of a a weird, comedy campy thing. Yeah, definitely. Than, than, uh, okay. Um, I mean, he gets up. The first thing he says is he goes, brains, as he looks at the camera. And then he sees other people come into the room and just says, more brains. <laughs> it's, it's great. Uh, but my favorite zombie moment is actually not in a zombie movie. And, you know, the, judging by the way some people reacted about what Regina said about Frankenstein, it may be debatable, but uh, if you've never seen Dario Argento's um, Suspiria, it's a it's a great movie about a girl who goes away to um, a ballet school and then finds out it may be being run by a coven of witches, um, and that's very very early on in the movie you discover that so it's not like it's a major spoiler but um, toward the end of the movie there is a very frightening moment uh, dealing with the undead that um, that I can't really go into too much detail because it's kind of a pivotal moment but uh, it. My wife jumped off the couch. So. <laughs> so it's, very great. it's a great movie, and it's an excellent moment. So check it out if you have a chance. Cool. What about Ryan's moment? Uh, I would have to say my favorite zombie, like out of a zombie movie, um, I really liked the rules in Zombieland. Oh, yeah. Um, I, thought yeah. They, I thought they all played really well. Um, you know, starting with the, I think it's Cardio is Cardio. the first one that pops up. <laughs> yeah. Um, the double tap, mm -hmm. and just the way that they, you know, visualize that with the graphics and the words, the way they animate in, and uh, it, I enjoy it every time I watch the movie. Yeah. I think what's awesome about it is, is when you're first watching it, um, you don't miss them. They pop right up at you. Um, and in, you know, later watchings, I, I know they're there on a subconscious level, but they don't. They don't uh, jump out at me and ruin the movie or anything like that. I mean, they're still there, but they're 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 good where they're at. They don't. It isn't like they're too much after you've seen them. The first well, and they, they build it into the scene, so I mean, they make mm -hmm. it look like the you know the words and the graphics are actually part of the scene itself. They're not like you know text that just pops up on the screen. They're you know they're integrated into the environment, which yeah. is part of the cool thing about it. Yeah. That's definitely a, a a good call. I didn't even think about that. I'm kind of jealous now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, my favorite zombie is actually in the movie uh, World War Z. Um, in, at the very pivotal scene at the very end, where the hero I know where you're is, going with locked, this. is locked in the vault, there is a soul zombie that basically has him trapped in this vault and there is no way for him to leave the enclosure of this vault um, without encountering this zombie. The zombie knows he's in there and um, the job this zombie does, the actor, uh, in portraying the terror, he, he you can tell he's sniffing, he doesn't completely see what's going on but he knows there's something there and he keeps burying his teeth and you get this auditory where he's gnashing his teeth, and it's just beautiful. Um, my favorite mo zombie moments are from um, Dead Snow, and I really hate to mention any of them at all because they're so hysterical, and since nobody's seen it, 
Um, but I think it's the first time I've seen a scene where the camera changes perspective to the victim who is being eaten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the thing is they're laying down and they're looking up and the that she's seeing the zombies eating her. Um, oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's rough. You're not selling me on this, Rhonda. <laughs> You're not my audience, Regina. I know. <laughs> it's a it is a gory it is a gory, gory film. Gory, gory. Uh, Violent, yeah. gory. Hilarious movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, I want to ask. I want to ask a question that I had. I had kind of started this with when Ron and I started talking about this as a topic for this month. So, are zombies over? Is it done? Nah, I don't think so. I think as long as Walking Dead is still rolling on TV, um, zombies will keep going. Everybody's going to keep trying to do their cash grab. The walkers will keep walking. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a good thing. I I think that there may be still some good zombie. Um, media out there that's coming around, but I think a lot of it's just going to be cash grab. I agree. I think, I think we're reaching a point where uh, the zombie market's a bit oversaturated, uh, but when you consider um, how popular zombies have been all the way back to Night of the Living Dead, they've always had a place in pop culture. Mm -hmm. So they won't, I mean, zombies never die, right? You know, right. They're not going to be gone, but they may fade back again for a little while until they get their next... Uh, yeah. Until they rise again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I just think that uh, they're. Um, go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. <laughs> um, I think the zombie story has got a lot of wiggle room. It's one of the few monster types that um, their mythology is flexible <clears throat> enough that um, your audience doesn't get irate with what you do with a vampire or a werewolf. I mean, there's some pretty tight mythology around those types of monsters. Mm, and with zombies, it's pretty flexible, and the, the, the creativity that a lot of the storytellers have been doing, because the humans have to play a more major role, um, they're, they're, the the um, the field is really big, and I think that's the reason they've been hanging on. And you don't have to show zombies that much. You're telling yeah. a human story, and um, you know, throw throw a few intestines in there every now and then, and um, yeah, dismembered body part here or there. But if you're a good storyteller. You can turn it into a zombie. I mean, for heaven's sakes, they're doing pride, prejudice, and zombies. I know. I was thinking that, too. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? What were you going to say? Uh, uh, very similar to what Rhonda was saying. I'm just, you know, zombies don't have any rules attached to them. They can be out in the daytime. They can be out in the nighttime. Uh, it plays on the, the, you know, that narrative that this it's one of those horror things that you really feel could happen in real life with a virus or a disease or something that we can't see coming, um, you know, as opposed to, you know, like vampires where that's more of a, a mythical creature or the Frankensteins. Um, 
and zombies are just, you know, they're just rot rotting sick people. And, you know, it's always kind of in our subconscious that it could happen at some point mm -hmm. in time. And, you know, like you guys said, they can't die. Um, but it would be interesting to see on that note, like when The Walking Dead does wrap up, uh, something that you don't see very often is what happens in the end game, like when zombies don't have anything else to eat and they just finally, you know, because the flesh is still decaying, mm -hmm. you know, what right. does that look like yep. when the zombies finally all decay? Yeah. Didn't we see that? Eventually the population will dwindle. Didn't yeah. we see that at the end of 28 weeks later, though? I seem to recall there being shots where they were flying over all the infected people and they were all um, losing weight and um, malnourished and dying on the streets and stuff like that. Right. That's true. And it's at the end of World War Z, too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's out there. I think you're right. I think it will be interesting to see how if if they bring that up in... in uh, Walking Dead, because yeah, they got some I, pretty healthy-looking zombies in there. But yeah. I do like, well, and I, I don't necessarily think the Walking Dead will tackle it because they still have the literature that they're the comics that they're playing off of, and they probably wouldn't want to like finalize the TV series since the TV series is so heavily based on where the comics started. Uh, even though they changed the story um, a little bit here and there, um, I have a the comics will probably keep going. You know, so I seriously doubt that the TV show is going to have any finale to the zombie existence. Though they have actually, um, if you watch some of the interviews with, uh, what's his name, Nicotero, um, they've actually gone to great lengths to age a lot of the zombies from season to season so that you get the idea that um, the older zombies are starting to rot and fall apart and stuff like that. So I think they are, that's, they're cognizant of it. I don't know if they'll ever, like you're saying, do a, a real hard look at it, but it, it is kind of in the world already that they've created, so. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Well, I think iZombie actually marks the end of zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're wrong because the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse or whatever it's called is coming out uh, on Halloween. So. <laughs> well, and so is uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Um, comes out next weekend, so you know I'm, I'm not saying, but I think there's a certain there's a certain line that's been crossed with that show. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's pushing the envelope a little farther than it needs to go, and it's changing it because it's not. Um, the zombies in that aren't mindless shambling. Eaters. Yeah, well, that yeah, they 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 have intelligence. They are more like Frankenstein, which is part of what kind of inspired my thinking uh, about Frankenstein as potentially a zombie. But it's also where the narrative isn't as open. You know, you guys all talked about how you know zombies allow for a lot of flexibility as a as a device to tell stories. Mm -hmm. uh, that zombies and I, I zombie are changing that. They're making that not the case necessarily. So I think that that's an indication of the story kind of playing. The stories playing themselves out. At least for now, I don't think they're going to go away. I don't think we're ever going to have no zombies. But I think in terms of zombies as the thing right now, I think they're definitely in there on their decline. So you think we've crested and we're on the mm -hmm. other side now? Yep, I think so. I think so. But we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. Good. Well, great. Thank you, guys.
for a great hangout and a great discussion. Yeah, that's um, yeah well. We'll have a post up next week with uh, links to uh, some of the things that we talked about in the show here. And Rhonda was kind enough to put comments on uh, the YouTube page with some of the things that we talked about as well. So you can check those out there. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. If you ever have suggestions for us about topics you'd like to see us talk about in the Hangout, please let us know. You can catch me on my Twitter at DocLiz with two Zs. You can also tweet at game underscore on underscore girl uh, and you can leave comments on the website gameongirl.com uh, we love hearing from you guys so until next month get your zombie on <laughs> bye everyone bye, bye. Go, to go, go knock some people out Rhonda with your brains in your cup <laughs> and my martini's down so I'm ready to fight <laughs> bye